The call from Brad Hollister had come at five o'clock on a Saturday morning, and David McCauley was still very much asleep. As his grogginess slowly dispersed, the first thing he noticed was that his wife, Melanie, had neatly rolled herself up in all of the blankets and left him shivering with nothing but a sheet. The second thing that entered his consciousness was the ringing of the telephone, relentless and annoying. He glanced out the window, saw that the sun had not yet begun to peep over Oxford's bridge of sighs, grunted, and answered the phone. Professor Macaulay? came Hollister's voice from the other end, a slight crackle of static on the line because it was long distance. Hollister, do you know what time it is? I'm sorry it's so early, but I've found a body. David went silent for a moment, allowing the words to fully sink in. What kind of condition is it in? Perfect. You should see it. The flesh around the neck and chest has disintegrated a little, but other than that, she looks as if she died yesterday. She? Yes, the body's definitely that of a young woman. Is it naked or clothed? David asked in a tone of voice more dispassionate than might have seemed appropriate in posing such a question. Melanie stirred restlessly in the bed beside him as she became cognizant of the conversation. She propped herself up on her elbow, blinking. She seems to be naked, although there's some cloth arranged over her. The lower half of her still buried, though. I just wanted to call and let you know about the discovery. I've been digging all night. Where are you, anyway? I'm in a tiny village known as Finchurch St. Jude. It's about four miles from the Hovern Bog site. Hollister, being an American, expressed the distance in miles instead of kilometers, and David, also an American, had no objections. Any indication of how old the body is? Well, since she is naked and what cloth there is is fragmentary and rotted, it's difficult to identify her by her clothing. However, she does have an object buried with her. It's a comb, carved out of horn. And guess what? It's Roman. My God. Do you think she was a Roman? I don't know. Her features look distinctly Celtic, and she does have blonde hair. Or did. The comb indicates, however, that she at least had some sort of contact with the Romans— that suggests that the body is at least sixteen centuries old, maybe older. We'll have to run other tests to date it any more precisely than that. The rest of the conversation concerned details of how and when David would drive down from Oxford to examine the body firsthand, who owned the land the body had been found on, and other mundane particulars. When David finally hung up the receiver, he could hardly contain his excitement. Melanie gave indications that she was about to say something, but stopped when the familiar sound of nails tapping against linoleum met their ears. They both looked up to see Ben, their black Labrador retriever, standing expectantly in the doorway of the bedroom. Although it was several hours too early for his normal morning walk, he had heard voices and had decided to test the waters. He wagged an exuberant good morning. Is this it, then? Melanie asked worriedly. The it she referred to was an eventuality they had both known about for some time, brought closer by Brad Hollister's entry into the matter two months before. David Macaulay was an archaeologist and a visiting lecturer at Oxford. His special area of interest was in so-called bog bodies, bodies of Iron Age men and women that, because of the remarkable preservative properties of certain chemicals in bog water, 
had been almost completely protected from decomposition for hundreds and even thousands of years. A number of important bog-body finds had been made in various bogs throughout England and northwestern Europe since the 1950s, but it had long been David's cherished hope to discover and exclusively study a site of his own. To this end, two months previously, he had commissioned Hollister, a Rhodes Scholar and a graduate student of his, to travel around England's West Country bogs looking for just such a location. The telephone call this morning had been the first fruit of that effort. David disengaged himself from the covers and sat on the edge of the bed. He turned and looked at Melanie. She was concerned because she loved the life they had made for themselves at Oxford. She knew it was inevitable that Hollister would make such a discovery, but she had long dreaded the day that the family would actually have to pull up their roots and once again relocate. 